Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Get in the Garage. We're a music podcast for music lovers. Once again, as always, we have a great show planned for you guys today. But before we begin, we ask you, as we always ask you, to awaken the primordial algorithm that is Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and YouTube and all of the uh, ancient primordial uh, digital beings. So that way, uh, you know, help spread the word and comment and share and all that good stuff. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. So at this point, there's so many podcasts. Support your local podcast. Let's just start going in that. It's like local radio, you know, at this point. Yeah, support your local podcast. Support your local podcast. Um, As we always do, we're going to open up with some music news. But before we do that, I'm not going to forget, like I almost forgot last week, to uh, open up. Get rid of the almost. Let's hit it and quit it. All right, let's hit it and quit it. Yeah, The, the, for how brown that banana is, you would think it's just more brown on the inside. This is the perfect banana. Yeah, that's a perfect banana. This is what peak performance looks like. I hate. Oh, uh, not right. You don't like what? A banana that's too ripe. Too ripe. As I mean, in, I mean, not, not too ripe. I'm sorry. That's not right. Oh, yet. whereas might as well be like hard. I hate. It's got Awful. that weird flavor. Awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all these bananas have been hit or miss lately. You know, I got to say, Aldi, we know we know that you're listening. Yeah, step up your banana game. I feel the same way. Every time Jade gets bananas from Aldi, I'm always like, I'll go to a different store to buy bananas. I can't. I can't. They're never good. They're good for one day. Yeah, they're good for one day. Yeah. They're not ripe for the first, like, week and a half within owning it. And then all of a sudden, they're good, and then they're bad. You know where I got this banana? Did you get that from Aldi? Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to Walmart. Is, that a, is it a Chiquita? Yeah. Chiquita's. No. No? No. Yeah, Walmart only carries no. Chiquita. No, no they, they carry, carry some, it's like frites or something. Is it the organic one? No. No. <laughs> it was like fucking bullshit. This <laughs> is bullshit. These bullshit bananas right here. You got to get the little ones. That's well, the one you got to yeah. get. This is not banana news. This is. No, this is not. Get in the banana. Get, <laughs> get in the banana. No. Get, so, get in the tree. We get, apologies for getting. Uh, Getting yeah, yeah where's our whistle? Fruit getting fruity. Getting fruity. Um, so, as always, we're going to open up with some music news. Luca, can uh, you want to open up this segment and, and give us our music news? You usually open it up. Please give us the intro. This just in. Britney Spears releasing a new single. Wow. Her first one in six years. It's going to be a cover of Elton John's Tiny Dancer with Elton John, a duet, if you will. Um, oh, nice. And Paris Hilton, friend, has heard the song. And says, iconic. Wow. So, wow. Big thumbs up from Paris Hilton. Wow. I'm uh, hoping some other Jeez. people think it's more iconic. but uh, Yeah, when I think of journalistic integrity and in, music, I think of... Well, this is how the news leaks, Paris I think. Paris Hilton first, naturally. So, um, Dua Lipa had that duet with Elton John. Yeah. Um, this past year, I guess, from the deluxe version of her latest album. And big hit on the radio, it's, yeah. it's uh, Rocket Man. Is the interpolation? I have not heard this, and I, I think it's on yeah, the Dua Lipa album, the deluxe version. But I think it was also on Elton John's like duets album or whatever that was called. It was called like not COVID sessions, but it was something like that. Oh. Yeah. Well, very good. And uh, Britney Spears and is uh, you know, getting out there, and uh, hopefully we get like a new Britney Spears album that we can review for you. Yeah, that would be interesting and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff's like maybe. <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, Will it be fun? I mostly to be seen. it'll be interesting to, to listen to. But uh, any of you guys got anything you want to throw out um, there? I have a couple of things just like in passing that I saw uh, music news-wise that I thought would just be fun. Um, uh, it looks like Shakira is uh, in a bit of financial trouble. Oh, uh, yeah. This for is like some... the biggest music news of the week that yeah, we, I yeah, almost yeah, yeah. missed. And completely. I thought to say her hips don't lie, but her uh, W-2 definitely does because she is not... She is not. That was. And I was a terrible joke. I was sitting on it like all week, and I'm like, "This is gonna kill." <laughs> I was, I, I'm like, listen, I was just letting you go with the dad joke. I was like, "It was a good joke." I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty wild. I don't um, unpaid I, taxes. Yeah, yeah they want her for like ten or eight or ten years in prison. But this like is. That. But this is the thing. Yeah. Um, and we all, we know how legitimate the the government of Colombia is. 
No, it was the Span. No, it was Spain. It was Spain. Oh, Spain. Yeah, yes. the Spanish government. Um, uh, Isn't she fourteen point five million euros? About fifteen million dollars in taxes between twenty twelve and twenty fourteen. God damn, fifteen million dollars yeah, in taxes in two years. In back taxes because she owns a home there. I think you back that amount of tax, that much amount of taxes in two years. That's the crazy. thing was it was like she has Stadium a house there, tours. and if like you live there yeah. for a certain amount of the year, sure. you have to pay taxes. But mm. she was like, I didn't live there, and they're like, Yeah, you did. Yeah, and they want. So so that's the the dispute that's happening. Yeah, it's eight years and two months in prison, as well as a fine of twenty four million euros. Yeah, wow. Woo, Shakira, Shakira, <laughs> pay your taxes. I mean, this isn't. I was thinking about that too, though. I'm like, this is this is not like musicians have been doing this forever. They're they're like the number one person like to hear people talk to, to like, the Rolling Stones, well, man. That's what I'm saying, though. And pay your taxes is like all well and good, but. Shakira doesn't fill out her fucking tax forms. She has a team of people that didn't yeah. do their job right, or purposely right. did not do their job. You yeah. know, like right, and that's kind of how it's like it's not, heart- heartbreaking because yeah. you're like, what the hell, man? Like Shakira, she might be trying to cheat I mean, our taxes, exactly. exactly. But we, you know, we don't. It's know. that same thing, though. Remember, it was kind of like, wasn't she on the list for like one of those musicians that like Elton John was on? There was other celebrities. Oh too, yeah, the um, that was the, like the weird like offshore the account Panama, fraudulent. The Panama Papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Wasn't she one? Of, I thought Shakira was one of them. She might have been. Elton John was definitely. Elton John was definitely one of them. Yeah. That fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking money. You're like, oh, Elton. Everywhere. It's just, it's just twenty million dollars in boas and sparkling, <laughs> sparkling star glasses. I invested in cocaine. Rhinestones. It's just, <laughs> it's just vaults yeah, of rhinestones. They're like Elton John. You know this is plastic, right? This is, these are fake stones. They're gorgeous. It's all right. Um, Michael, this or Jeff, do you have music news? Um, I did, and then I forgot what it is. Moving God. Moving. <laughs> um, Michael, this is music news for you. Uh, I hope I think I think I know what it is. The James Gang is getting back together. Wow. Uh, they ride again for one for the last final time. reunion. Um, it says special desk guest yeah. Dave Grohl, which yeah. I would imagine would mean Dave Grohl is playing drums for the James Gang. That's what I thought. It because I I would think maybe the James Gang drummer might not be. In capacity, I don't know, but I was assuming that meant Dave Grohl was drumming for the game. Am I correct in seeing that Nine Inch Nails is one of the supporting acts? Yes, you yes. are. Nine Inch Nails, the Black Keys, and the Breeders. Uh, this is going to be November 13th. The Breeders, the Breeders are... Um, Punky, whatever. Uh, the bass player from the Pixies. Yeah. Um, okay. Kim Deal. Kim Deal. Um, anyway, it's going to be November 13th. The reason for the weird concert lineup is this is a um, benefit concert for veterans. Oh, cool. So that's why like all the artists got together and did a benefit concert for veterans. Mm. And this is going to be the James Gang's like really final show ever. Are and all three guys still alive? I don't know. That's don't why know. it said special. When it said special yeah. desk, I think the drummer can't play drums anymore. Oh yeah, they're seventy five so, years old. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe that's what the um th- the thing yeah. is. But uh, we'll see. And when more information is released, and uh, that's exciting for all you classic rock heads fans out there. And uh, James Gang do uh, walk away. If you yeah. know that yeah. song, the Eagles play it quite a bit when they played live. So. You know? Yeah, and Joe Walsh, like for for anybody who doesn't know, Joe Walsh is like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon version of rock and roll history. Like he somehow was connected to every single artist you've ever known from like 1966 on. Mm. Like giving people their first guitars and shit like that. Yeah, oh yeah, he yeah. Taught, like, like all this. He taught Dwayne Allman how to play slide. Right. And then Dwayne Allman becomes like the best. Right. Or Dwayne Allman taught him how to play slide. He gave, rather, he gave Jimmy Page the first Les Paul. Les Paul. Yeah, yeah, it's like stuff yeah. like that. Um, I believe Page was playing a telly at that point. I believe uh, his Les Paul came from um, Pete Townsend of the Who. Mm. Gave. Because in like England, happened. yeah, in England there were like three guys had Les, Les Pauls in 1967. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because so. it was like, yeah, right, right. Very interesting. Very hard stuff. to come by. That's mm. yeah. But anyway. um, cool, interesting. I I have another thing. Yeah, but we have some. Thing? We have more. All, all, this is Mike's like legal corner, uh, because <laughs> Peloton, the famous uh, aerobic and uh, exercise machine manufacturer, is being sued for unlicensed use of Cypress Hill House <laughs> of Pain songs. Um, they were fi- yeah there was a lawsuit filed against Peloton for like illegally using them um and they they've already been sued uh for copyright infringement in March of 2019 because they were like illegally playing uh what is it Rihanna um uh, Bruno Mars Lady Gaga Katy Perry many more without obtaining proper license the lawsuit was settled in 2020 so um 
You know why? It's you know it's interesting. Music what? agents or these public uh, publishers are freaking working out, and they're like, "I own this." Yeah, I and don't it's on rem- the background of a mix I'm biking to. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, I don't remember signing this. Mm, that's yeah. how those lawsuits are happening. Probably. I bet you, I yeah. Can, because Pel- Peloton, too, that's they're, like... Yeah, they're, that's you know, the customer base. They're like the new Bowflex, you know, except more expensive. They're the new Nordic track. <laughs> the, yes. No, they're the new the Gazelle. gazelle. <laughs> Thank you. Tony Little. Thank or whatever you, Tony <laughs> Little. God bless you, Tony. Is he is he still alive? I feel I'd feel bad if he died. Beautiful ponytail. Amazing ponytail. Yeah. Um, Pony Little. Pony, Pony, Speaking Pony. of beautiful men over here, I told Mike earlier he's looking like a snack. Look Thank at this you. shirt unbuttoned. Yeah, it's you know, ca- it's it's business casual Wednesdays. Yeah, <laughs> you got those rounded glasses. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm on to a new chapter uh, in my personal life. Things have been. Dude, you look like you got some parliaments in that pocket. Get, I wish I had some fucking pop. I wish I had some parliaments. <laughs> Coke and smokes, as they're called on the street. You put a bump in there and then you smoke the parliament. Jesus, a recess Christ. filter, baby. Parliament, look, sponsor this that's podcast. A, that's a Joe. Walsh special right Speaking there. of parliaments. If uh, cigarettes sponsored this podcast, I mean, I don't condone it, but I mean, I would smoke. <laughs> I'd smoke. I don't need a sponsor to smoke. <laughs> oh, God. I'll just buy a pack of cigarettes. I don't give a shit. Me and Mike telling people, the public who oh, we really are. God, yeah. Well, you know, nicotine's a hard one to kick, guys. Don't smoke. Uh, um, do you got anything else? I there? have another fun one, a fun one to end on a light note. Guy yeah. Fieri is apparently <laughs> following Rage Against the Machine on tour. I did see this TikTok. Following? That's literally following? the thing. I think it's like in the way that like I think he deadheads w- follow. I think he just went to a show. I, I saw oh, one okay. TikTok of him Apparently at a show. The only thing Guy Fieri it's loves like, more than than oh, Mac Daddy Mac and Cheese and chicken avocado me. egg rolls is Rage Against the Machine. The flavor, wow. the mayor of Flavortown himself is following Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, on their ongoing reunion tour. Um, the camera yeah. in this TikTok pans around. Um, and. It's like you're just watching Rage Against the Machine, and then Guy uh, is sitting <laughs> yeah, there just like... with a cigar, and he's just like, fucking yeah. The like picture of him that I have here, I'll post cigar. it up. It's him with a cigar, and like he's holding like a bottle of some expensive, yeah, alcoholic it was really beverage. It, it was really like. fun to go see. It's probably tequila, knowing him. Um, oh, here's a yeah, it's tequila. Yeah. Non, I guess a slight music news, but another funny one, and it reminds me. I did see a recent video. We talked many episodes ago about the Smash Mouth front lead singer meltdown. I saw a recent oh. video of him having a meltdown at a live show. Oh, he had another one? Yeah. They oh. kicked I him think out that's, of the band. I he think that's what he's doing band. all the time now. Yeah? I bet you His know, people I bet being you like, play All-Star. And he's like, how about fuck you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why for legal reasons, but if I can put it in, I'll put it in. Yeah. I'll, I'll find somewhere. He's to like put it yelling in at people. Somewhere. He's like, "You, you say that to my fucking face. I'll come out there right now and beat the fuck." Out. I mean, oh, the original whoa. one. I'll link the it. The TikTok. I think you could put that TikTok in because no, they're not playing music on most of those parts, so it's not. It's just him it's, screaming. It's just him screaming because you you can't hear anything. And it's yeah. always like 4 p.m. at a winery or something, yeah. <laughs> like an outdoor amphitheater. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's he's bad. at a tiki bar on like a yeah. family day yeah. <laughs> in like Malibu, and he's just like, "You guys suck." My yeah. favorite thing he I'm says: "My songs were in Shrek." I, I I love when he's like, "I'll kill your whole family." <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one. That's my favorite. Yeah, one. I'll link that one. That's oh. the first one. It's, it's an amazing meltdown. Amazing, amazing. But um, anyway, before we go, Luke's movie corner. Daniel Radcliffe is starring in the Weird Al movie oh, on I saw the Roku that. channel. So uh, the Roku channel, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is, it's coming out uh, November fourth. Like, I gotta get yeah. another streaming service. Jesus, you don't. I'm just, I'm just so saying, if you like, I want to see the Weird Al. Movie. I have Roku. Does that mean I have the Roku channel? I you believe should. so. I think like when it goes by in like the cityscape, right, right. it'll be like, oh, the Weird Al movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't have a Roku. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that movie, <laughs> starring Dan- Harry Potter as Weird Al, and like a Just bunch of other people. The accordion. I, I I saw a cast list recently. Like somebody famous is playing Doctor Demento. Somebody famous is playing. I don't know. It's gonna be a meme meme movie. Yeah, should be fun. All right, moving on. Moving on. So uh, this week, uh, it also lined up too because I think two days ago was uh, Mr. Jerry Garcia's birthday. Eightieth would have been his eightieth. Yes. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Yes, with your missing ring finger. Um, we also this year are celebrating the Grateful Dead's Europe '72 album. Um, it's the fiftieth uh, reissue special that they're doing with. Yeah, there's a new box set that came out yes. for um, Europe 72. It has more shows, more day, all that good stuff. You know, one of those giant boxes that the dead put out. Um, if you're into that kind it, of thing and want to hear all the shows. 
you know, go for it. But the actual anniversary is this November. So yeah. the actual yeah. 50th is November, but we're talking about it now. Because it was just released, the box that the, was and this bo- just uh, this box at the the additional disc is the final show yeah. on the tour's entirety. Yeah, the because, Lyceum Theater in Because uh, if you want to spend London. 72 hours listening to top to bottom every show on that tour, you can. that's been out yeah. for they released years. that, yes. So <laughs> let me just give you just a quick, okay? So you have the original Year of 72 is released, the 17 tracks, three LPs. The 30th yeah. anniversary, Stepping Out with the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. England, 72, an additional 20 tracks are added to this. And then the third is the complete recordings, a 73-CD box set of 22 full shows. Yeah, look, it's on Spotify, and it's like 72 hours long. Oh, my goodness. But, but that being said... This tour slash recording mm. is significant because up until this point, I don't think the Dead had released any uh, like really big live uh, release. I don't think not so. live. No, not live. It was uh, mo- mostly just uh, um, uh, they did. They released studio. the the live album. In... They did have one. I thought they had to have one live <clears throat> one before this. Yes, I believe it's actually just called um, live. Yes. But I don't know how big that was culturally as nah, far as right, definitely, right. definitely not a yeah. big seller. Well, so Europe seventy two, it's significant because um, there are songs that so there are songs that the Grateful Dead had on recorded studio albums, but they were also playing other songs um, that were not featured on any album. So you, the only way that you could hear them is if you saw the Dead live. Right. And they kicked off on Europe seventy two from I think I had read that they took like some sort of like a three year hiatus from like playing i think out but just concentrating on songwriting and stuff and then they launched april fool's day april 1st of 1972 they launched to a european tour they start right. in england and they circle around and all that stuff and then they circle back and on the way out they stop i think it's yeah may 26th of 1972 so um so yeah 22 shows and what's cool about this is that um every th- show was recorded with uh what was it a 16-track recording system. So it was like top-notch recording, man. This is 16 tracks. Like, that's, I, you know. The studio album, um, ha- was that originally overdubbed? That has some overdubs on it, right? It has to. This Europe 72? The, the original Europe 72 that um, came out. All of these do. All of these have overdubs. Because Jerry Garcia very famously was singing sharp on pretty much every single song. So they sped up the tape slightly on all of the instrumentals. Because it's not quite tuned to E. It's in between E and F. Because he was singing a little too high the whole time. Yeah, so yeah. They, they moved it to match his vocals better. Interesting. Sped up the tape. Yeah. yeah. So there is um, some kind of, you know, not yeah. like a lot of overdubbing, though. I mean, I would imagine there might they be did some, vocals, some but, vocal you know, overdubbing, harmony yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, right. But just clean up the tapes. The original concert sounds flawless and amazing and it has mm. for me it's the americana grateful dead mm-hmm. um not so much like the psychedelic there's mm-hmm. jamming galore on here but um there's like americana mm-hmm. dead there's not like a crazy amount of funky stuff on mm-hmm. here um pig pen's last recording yeah with the band as well yeah, pig yeah. pen was the keyboard keyboard player? organ, organ. Bluesy singer, and harmonica, oh, yeah, cool. and harmonica and stuff. So yeah. first a- thing with the God shows. Yep, yep. Keith and Donna. Keith was uh, their pianist in the bulk of the seventies, and yep. Donna did backing vocals. Yeah. Um, do we have a favorite a favorite song that's featured on this set for me? Uh, Jack Straw. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, not. I'm not the biggest Dead fan, but they yeah. have some songs I enjoy. I'm a Mr. Charlie guy. This mm. is like the only Dead record I actually like. But listen, mm. this is, and I've been, mm. I've been saying this forever. When people like, you know, when I, I was, cause I was coming and trying to talk you guys into some Dead. Um, but the one thing I will always say is, all the only Dead album you ever need is Europe '72. I think the so. only one you need. It, I think so. It, There's some tracks that come later that are played live that are good, but for me, front to back, this is the only one you need. I think it works like a greatest hits. I think it catalogs yep. their first yeah. incarnation perfectly. Um, in like a, you want to know what the Grateful Dead were like from the '60s till like '72. Yeah. This is that record. Yeah. yeah. Um, from, no Mickey Hart. No. 
So no dual drummers. He was not part of the band for this two, three years. Yeah. And I think that's what makes um, this a little more like Americana-y mm-hmm. and not so like jam percussion-y. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like me and Mike, listen. this is like a me and Michael summer album. We just <laughs> listen to, you know what I mean? But like Tennessee yeah. Jed on here, um, Trucking, the Grateful Dead classic, China Cat <laughs> Sunflower, um, the song we were singing to Jeff earlier, Sugar Magnolia. Not... Scarlet begonias, sugar magnolia <laughs> blossoms blooming. Don't confuse the two, as um, I did. I think this is a really, really strong, solid, solid record. Yeah, if you're, if you say, if someone said, "What is the Grateful Dead?" Th- this is what you play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Michael, what's your favorite thing on here? Um, well, I have quite a few because this album, for me, just the backstory on, I think, why this album. Is resonated so much with me was that this this record uh, I I I really started diving deep into it where it was like this one particular summer everybody has like these little pockets of their lives you know and this was this one summer when I was like you know like kind of like hanging out and living with like hippies and stuff and you know and living in Westerly uh, this was kind of the soundtrack that whole experience and it was it had very very high highs and very very low lows. But it was like the soundtrack. So for me, this record's really important. Um, He's Gone is like one of my favorite songs oh, yeah, on the that's, album. That's, like that's the, a super good song. Yeah, um, that might be my second it's favorite. It's such a great song. I interpreted it much differently than like the actual meaning of the song because the meaning was about um the Grateful Dead breaking ties with, I think, like a manager or like a road manager or something like that. Somebody who kind of like did them dirty. Um, but Mickey Hart's dad. Yeah, it was, Mick, it was Mickey Hart's dad. Who embezzled Hart's money from the right, band. Right, right, that's right. why he wasn't in the band for a couple right, years. Right, that's what it is, yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's gone is great. Uh, let me think. I oh, just got. Let me just. I just want to pull up the track listing real quick because. Is touch of gray on this album? <laughs> oh, you wish. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. Uh, know your writers on here. Yeah, know you writer. Right, right. So like you went again. So it's trying to cat sunflower into I know you writer. I mean, of course, brown eyed woman's great. It hurts me too. Yeah, it hurts me too. Is so good. Um, oh, Ramble on Rose. Ramble on Rose. One of my, oh, again, one of my favorite yeah. favorite tracks in this record. Yeah. Um, I love the the Frankenstein like lyrical references in this one. Yeah, man. Um, super even, good. Even Cumberland Blues, like the whole thing, like front to back, it just it plays like just like a really really great. Uh, um, summer afternoon. You know, summer day. afternoon. I mean, the only things if I have any complaints, it's tracks 15 and 16 epilogue and prelude it's kind of like okay they're just kind of like sort of randomly like doing yeah, like some epilogue, sort of explorationy that's like thing. the psychedelic 60s nonsense that's still yeah. uh yeah. in the dead at this point and then like after this they but they, they close with morning dew at least on the record yes, yes and yes, it's, yes. Uh, that's an incredible song I, I mean i love that song i love 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 love, love that song yeah so i mean so. if you're not into the uh spacey nonsense skip epilogue and prelude but uh otherwise this is a pretty timely everything's under like you know seven minutes on most tracks so yeah and for me this is like one of those albums that's kind of like you know i mean it's 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 the allman brothers at the Fillmore. it's you know it's it's just it's in it's frampton comes alive it's like that what's in that like sort of like i like this, this way better than one, frampton comes alive i mean sure but what i'm saying is, is it's like this it's it's an iconic live album and it's just so so good you know and it's it's pulled um there's parts that are pulled from london shows uh, london shows rather uh shows in paris amsterdam and copenhagen but the the show that's featured the most is the lyceum show uh so there's a little bit of overlap when it comes to the complete set that you'll get with like the second uh the second album that's like the live show just from there quite a bit of overlap because like i said most were pulled from there but you know there's other ones peppered in uh in the studio live release if you want to call it that so yeah definitely worth a listen it's the only it's the only dead album you need it is strongly agree yeah so anyway um do you guys feel good on that should we take a quick break and then yeah and then uh we'll, and then we'll, we'll come back in trucking. we'll keep on trucking yeah we'll keep on trucking another good song anyway uh Got my chips cash in <laughs> trucking with the doodah man we'll be right back long strange trip Welcome back to Get in the Garage. We're the music podcast. For music lovers. Our new album this week is the latest release by Queen B, Beyonce. It's called Renaissance. Her first album in six years after Lemonade. Highly anticipated, long awaited. Uh, an album that I think really delivered. This album is a dance album through and through. 
It is nonstop. It's relentless. It's all beats and feels and moods and emotions and vibes. Um, what did you guys think about this album? Um, this is my first Beyonce album mm. I've ever like gotten into. Okay. Ever. As well, I've me not, as well. Like the only Beyonce, like if I'm being straight, it's like crazy in love, like and then falls off my radar really. Okay. Uh maybe like to the left. Um oh, yeah. but this record fucking blew my socks off. Mm. I loved this record mm. so much. Um this is like the year of the dance album. Mm. This one I cannot see another record topping this record. Mm. Um, it took everything that's great about dance music and put all, all these personal touches um, about the scene and mm. culture of mm. dance music and where it's come from, and it represents all of those people that like like dance music and all different kinds of dance music and blends it together in what I could say is probably one of the best representations of um, dance music as a thing mm. done in a pop record. So sure. you take in this underground culture, you're elevating it into a pop record, and everything on here is authentic. It's mm. well done. It's not white like whitewashed mm. pop kind of thing. Mm. It's like it still has those gritty, wonderful dance moments. Um, and... I'm not a huge into the like dance culture, but I mean, mm -hmm. even like I like like a band like Liquid Liquid from like the '80s, and this had like all that kind of vibe in it. Had deep house and yeah, amazing. And then I'm not <clears> even <throat> talking about the lyrical content yet, which sure. I thought was the icing on the cake for everything. Mm. But how'd you like it? Just yeah, overall, I really liked it. I uh, listening to it to me. Um, you know, there's a lot of thi you know. We'll get into the nitty gritty of the record itself um, in a minute. But for me, I listen to this and I'm like, oh, okay. So what this album is is this album is full of songs that I think are now the new contemporary present songs of the sort of representation of you know, say, the L like the LGBTQ plus community. You know what I'm saying? So you look at, like, an I'm Every Woman and you look at, like, I Will Survive and, like, all those, like, early sort of songs that were mm -hmm. kind of, like, in the culture all the way up through. And then you have, like, Madonna with, like, Vogue and, like, you get into the 1980s. And then I think that, like, you know, you had, like, Lady Gaga, Walk mm -hmm. This Way. That was a big one. That I think... Uh, born This Way. Born This Way. Sorry, Walk This Way. <laughs> the opposite. The complete opposite. Sorry. Um, but like, but no, but really though, you know, and that's that's what when I listened to this thing front to back, and I did a little bit of research up on it, and you know, she had dedicated it to her uncle, who I think was uh, died of complications. Yeah, from he HIV. died from complications I of I read HIV. That in article. Um, so yes, it's very it, there, there's that's not the only sort of like leanings in there, um, themes maybe that you could say are interwoven in there, but um, it's one of the strong ones. Yeah, it's like if she kind of took something that wasn't um, necessarily from. Um, um, her like background, mm -hmm. she definitely made sure to let you know where it was coming from yeah. in some sort yeah. of way, which I thought was really um, like it was thoughtful. Like yeah. that's yeah. why it was like this is what this is, and go that's what that is, yeah. um, kind of thing. Yeah, because dance music in America um, predominantly comes from Black culture, predominantly from um, LGBTQ plus culture. Yeah. Um, so lots of tips of the cap to that. To those uh, groups and like straight up in interpolations of famous classic dance songs. She references Robin S on um, Break My Soul. She references uh, The Closer Summer Renaissance. I think it's the name of the track mm -hmm. is is the melody of I Feel Love by Donna Summer. Um, she has a Right Said Fred reference in uh alien oh, yes. superstar I think uh, is the track. Uh, no, i'm too sexy right yeah, yeah. Um, so, so it's like very and then you know, there authentic. was the calice um interpolation that got and take that got yeah. taken out as yeah, of this is out. that would as have, of last night that would have yeah. been some music news so um yeah. we if you listen to the album before um yeah. like the week it came out you got the original version yeah now you'll so never hear it again i did li i listened to it before the sample was in there but it was so underneath like four other layers of samples that I listened to the A B like on a YouTube video. I'm like, Oh, I guess 
it was. I hard. guess she took out that milkshake reference for the six seconds it was buried in the mix. Like, yeah. Like, and for, cool, cool that she did that. Cool that she changed the lyric. Um, yeah. There was a ableist word that was included, just like the same word that Lizzo took out of one of her songs. It's yeah. like it's 2022. If you want to alter your stuff, go to the studio, take out a word, take out a line, change things up. Like, in you know, please not please people in a like selling out or whatever kind of way but like please your fan base listen to your if you want to listen to your fan base and take consideration yeah. do cool yeah See, i thought it was yeah, yeah i thought it was funny that uh Kalisa was kind of like i didn't say you could do that and she was like oh really then and she just like ripped it right off the album she's like well you're not making any money and then well she wasn't making any money right. anyway because that song wasn't even written by Kalise. Yeah. it was all credited to the neptunes production right. mm. so another interesting fact in that little story there, you go. there the more you know but um yeah so i think this was a uh a great a great great album it is every song flows into the next this is like there are no ballads there, like this is put it on it's an hour and one minute i think and it mm. is dance music top to bottom it's it's part one or act one of what is going to be a three act release rollout so we'll see when those come out we'll see what types of albums those are but i wouldn't be surprised if the next two albums are similar where it's like one concept and style of music for each yeah. of the next two. Me personally, I'd love if Beyonce did one album of like kind of in the room organic soul music, like the 60s soul records. And I would love if like her third was like live recorded, like if she did like a cool ass like gospel album or yeah. like something where it's like, cause she's badass. Like Beyonce is great. I mean, she has the best producers, best, all that stuff. But like, I'd love to hear her sing live for an hour. Like um, yeah. some of so, the we'll some see. of the vocal runs in this yeah, record that's too, super um, impressive. Like yeah, yes, awesome. fire, and you could tell yeah. it, like it wasn't studio trickery. It's like you can't yeah. sing like that unless you can sing like that's, that. That's I actually um, like was like Virgo's, is, I thought yeah in Virgo's groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the end, dude, that that one, I was like, is this? I had to stop for I like I stopped what I was doing when I was listening to it. I'm just like, and I kind of like did that. Like I leaned forward. I'm like, is this? Is this some sort of yeah, Auto tune studio like, wizardry, but then I'm like, I don't think it is. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I everything don't know. has something she on does, it nowadays. Right, but right, right. She has, she does but she's capable of doing yeah, yeah, that. Right. That one run where it's like, <laughs> and then she comes back yeah. in. You're like, fuck, man. Yeah, man. She holds the line yeah. the whole time. You're like, yeah. Oof. And I love how every song goes into the next. Like, there's yeah. not really, and there, and there's cool transitions. Like, it's like, but it still sounds like. It's one long song, but there are cool yeah. like. There's times where they have the DJ, you know, like a DJ voice being like, "Well, alien, this is not a test. The beat the is still going." <laughs> yeah, right, right. The so, beginning of Alien Superstar. Dance floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I loved like. Okay, so if we're gonna talk like getting the the nitty gritty of the songs, like for me the the start off, you know, is the vocal in the background, like these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers, mm. you know, like yeah. that. That shit, like, tones up, like, Beyonce steps up. She really is asserting herself on this record as yeah. confident. Um, I, the record was more, um, like, sexually charged than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, super, right, right. Yeah, because Beyonce's more of, like, a pop star that's kind of, like, untouchable. So, like, her, like, sexuality is, like, kind of more yeah. of, like, um, like, the queen waving like this. Well, and it used to be, because, like, I, I'm big Beyonce album listener and stuff. Her father... She you know, manager. Right. And and her album, it was two albums ago, uh, the self-titled Beyonce album, was the first album where there were like four or, uh, I think maybe half the tracks had the explicit little thing on it. Yeah. And she's like singing about her personal life and sex and she's motherfucking this and stuff like that. And I was, it was like groundbreaking because yeah, her, she had a pristine like porcelain yeah. exterior and image and I love that she's like raw and real and yeah. She's gotten, yeah. you know, the Jay-Z influence, the hip-hop, you yeah. know, all that stuff, becoming older, more mature, being a mother of three, blah, blah, blah. Like, so, yeah. Yes, and, yeah. like, I understood who she was more from, mm. like, just, like, this whole record. I was like, oh, I know you. Like, I know you. Mm. Like, she was gave herself in, like, yeah. ways that was, like, so mm -hmm. it added artfully to the song. Um, just, like, like, step up with the first song. And then to come in it, with, like, the second song <laughs> being cozy and – um, telling people that the skin you're in, mm -hmm. um, again, like the, a lot of the message of the Lizzo record that mm -hmm. we reviewed a couple weeks ago, um, you know, like you're perfect the way you are. Um, I like how cozy was the way, like you, yeah. the way she framed it was so, um, 
so much more artful yeah. than um a Lizzo like lyric, which I also thought was you know a little better, like the saying uh you know cozy and comfortable in my skin, like in flavoring yeah. it that way. Um, I thought was a little more artful and fun. Um, I think one of my favorite songs in this whole record, um, Alien Superstar. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. rolling into that. Um, that song for me is 100%, like, I don't know this culture at all, but um, from falling in love with RuPaul's Drag Race, like, sure. which I think is a lot of people's um, entry into that, this song was, like, total RuPaul yeah, all yeah. over. Yeah. Um, it had some of my favorite lyrics I've ever heard in songs ever. Stilettos kicking vintage crystal off the bar was like one of my favorite lyrics I've ever heard. <laughs> Stilettos kicking vintage crystal. I was like, vintage yeah, is that crystal? spoken? Yeah. Um, and then the other one in that same kind of beat was um, uh, <laughs> lingerie penetrating off the mirror on the bar. It's just like so. Um, the imagery is great. It's beautiful. It's like so um, like that thing yeah. to like a T. Um, and you know what it is when you hear it. It's beautiful. Um, I also another song I wanted to shout out was Virgo's Groove, which I yeah. said earlier. Yeah, that's my favorite song. Yeah, um, it might be my favorite as well. Yeah. yeah. As a Virgo, we get no songs. <laughs> There's like no songs written about Virgos, none. And if they are, they're usually like um about like how like a Virgo is like a jealous like jealous lover kind of Earth shit. Earth sign. Right, and it's everybody's usually writes about like Scorpio and like shit like that or like the tor- shit like that Taurus. Yeah. You know, but Libra. um. Virgo's groove as a Virgo was the groove, man. Yeah. It was like that was the, the shit for me. I was like, it mm. flowed. It was like one of the dance tracks on the record too, where it was more of like a straight up vibe, and the vocals mm. did not matter at all in that right. record. Um, and I just, I loved it, man. This record, yeah. I felt really did fall in love with this record, moment after moment. Cool. Um, yeah. Did you guys have yeah. any other tracks that you and lyrics? Um, I mean, I. <sighs> I, lo- I love the song Cuff It because she goes, I'm in the mood to fuck something up. And then you just hear like, I'm in the mood to fuck something up. Like it's like this whole thing where it's like that, she has this great thing where so funky. there's this great yeah. thing that she does in this whole entire album. She peppers in herself laughing at herself. Yeah. And it's so done. It's done so tastefully and so cleverly. And it's this sort of like sly look being like. Hey, are you are you still with are you still here with me? Because it's kind of like that wink. It's like that she's like she's looking at you and winking because she's being like, yeah, I know this is great. She had a line it? Was, it was like flip flop flip flop flipping flipping flopping ass bitch. <laughs> <You're> like, <"What?" laughs> That's so ridiculous. Um, I love the Grace Jones, or I should say yeah. the Honorable Grace yeah. Jones. Uh, one of the, on there one of the too. queens, one of the big figures in dance yeah, music. Yeah, and um, uh, what's what uh, Thames. Tams is a Nigerian singer. Beam, uh, Beam yeah, great feature. Energy, yeah, oh yeah. my god, the chorus yeah. that he sings on that song, yeah, is the yeah. when it Energy. comes in, it brings yeah. the mood of that song so like. That's what I mean, man. This record is just, it's yeah, it's it uh, it checks every mm. every box. It checks yeah. every. You box guys gotta go back. Like, you gotta listen to her her two albums preceding this. Yeah, yeah, because I think if you enjoyed this, you'll enjoy at least most of those yeah. two. Yeah. And for me too, just to. to just to say, and I don't know if this is how you guys feel, but it's like, so Luke and I had a conversation a couple weeks ago where we're just kind of like, you know, noticing the fact that in terms, in the sense of rock and roll, most of the exciting rock and roll that we're seeing right now is coming, especially from like female artists. And I want to say this about Beyonce. This is, this to me is the album that I wanted Drake's album to be. And this is going to sound a little crass and a little bit whatever, and I apologize if I offend you. But I'm just sick of hearing sad boy hip-hop music. I And in contrast, I like hearing this music, which is like a strong woman who is confident in herself, like... And is and it's not not afraid to be vulnerable because there are vulnerable moments on this record. There's there's plastic, there's there's intimate moments. Off the sofa. That's what I'm saying. There's intimate moments in this record where she's talking about like herself from the perspective of somebody in a relationship and stuff like that. But it's just done so clever and so well, and it's like a celebration of the highs and the lows. And and that's where I think Drake's album because these are the two sort of albums that are kind of like come out of nowhere from these two artists that are very reminiscent of the Euro dance Chicago mm-hmm. dance hall beat kind of thing you know what i'm saying but i just think hers her version of this is just done well that's because beyonce is, is powerful and like well you look at the and drake's art. kind of whack like i mean he's no, he has a lot of good stuff but he's kind of corny and whack the, <laughs> the like, artistry of drake is is somewhat one is somewhat one noted yeah. and when you move it to a different kind of genre that he's not um 
that's not like comfortable in you see it glaringly you're like that's not right that doesn't fit there yeah she moves into it and you go that's a oh that's a master artist but that's what i'm saying you look at beyonce do this and you're just like oh it's almost as if she's never not done this you know what i'm saying it's like oh okay it's just eternally that's what you're like oh yeah obviously she's 21st century like tina turner that's like she is a dancer she is a a performer also before we leave i don't think we can leave without talking about the song church girls uh, which was like, for me, yeah, later, right? her f- no. flipping the narrative of what somebody would think a church yeah. girl is and what a church girl does um, was just like another moment of artistry on this record where she rewrites the script for somebody that hasn't had that script really written. Um, and lyrically, uh, she's the rapping that she does over it is mm-hmm. so fire, so good. And again, it's the putting a little bit of yourself in the music where – I feel like um, other artists aren't as willing to give up yeah. themselves and give up the gravy of who they are and um, the laughing and taking it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not serious and serious in other parts um, yeah. adds to the full picture of a beautiful album. Yeah, so. it might actually be like a perfect album because I'm thinking about it, right? And it's like there are there there well, are these like hedonistic qualities to it as well. They're very very strong sexual qualities, but there's confidence. There's it's just it's so it's well it's so well rounded. It's such a well rounded record. It's so mm, well done. It gives you uh, maybe kind of like a, what a Stevie Wonder would do, where he would give you mm. the laughs, the cries, the ups, the downs, an album for the uh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I'm like I said, it's it's in the string of what she's been doing this past decade. Um, she hasn't had any missteps like it's been a great progression this past decade and uh for me this is a nine five this is a very strong nine five it is um it's my second favorite beyonce album as of today um i have it underneath her self-titled beyonce i have it slightly uh i enjoy it slightly more than lemonade but those are the three most recent albums and uh yeah she is the queen yeah I'm uh, with you. I'm a solid nine five. Yeah. Um, for me, it like it's it might grow into a ten, but mm-hmm. um, it's solid nine five all day. It's yeah. such a solid record. It's great. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pitchfork gave it a nine. Everyone's mm-hmm. giving it great reviews. Um, yeah. It's not just hype. It's not hype. Yeah. It's a great record. Yeah. Uh, I will agree. I'll go nine five. So nine fives, all around. Yeah, I just want to remind you that you've rated Beyonce now two and a half points from Journey. So just to <laughs> keep the you journey, there. The Journey was a seven. Beyonce <laughs> is only 20% better than 2022 Journey. Sorry, I couldn't let you get away with it. You know, it's the standard now that hey, you're now that you're a that boomer. Is, that's the benchmark. <laughs> the benchmark. Can they beat Journey's new album? That's the question. Uh, moving on. So this <laughs> is this was a dance album, and we I thought we I thought something that hey no I've. I will never take it back. <laughs> seven, seven's a seven. Yeah, it was strong. Seven. Strong. It's all right. The Seven's album good. called seven. Freedom. The track uh, called Freedom. No, the, the track was called uh, 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 God. I can't remember. It now. Uh, I don't remember. The last was, time I listened to Journey was when we had oh, to listen. To it. United <laughs> we right. stand. United we stand. United we stand. Divided we fall. So, so to pair with this Beyonce uh, Renaissance album, we thought we would. Uh, briefly discuss some other seminal dance albums from this 21st century so i chose three that we listened to and we'll talk about um they are daft punk's discovery from 2001 robin's body talk oh no sorry the second chronologically girl talks feed the animals from 2008 and robin's body talk from 2010 um these are albums that i was listening to heavily starting in college so i got into that daft punk record in 2006 about five years after it came out and then when the robin album came out i enjoyed listening to the hits of that during that time the feed the animals album is a party soundtrack of my college days so let's start with the daft punk album um for me this is like one of the gold standards of electronic music it has uh Daft Punk, for those who don't know, was a duo of French guys. They do French house music, influenced by uh, Chicago house, influenced by UK garage music, influenced by techno, uh, funk, disco. This is their second album. Uh, this album is like all they do a lot of these like micro samples of songs that like you don't even realize they're samples because they structure it so seamlessly. 
Um, but what did you guys think about the album Discovery? Um, this was another one I thought where I was like, I don't really know this record. And then they're playing it, and I'm like, I know every single song wow, on yeah, yeah. this record. Really? Yeah, because wow. I was like, I don't know this record. Yeah. And then I, you put it on, you're like, this record is so ingrained in our culture at yeah. this point that it's like car mm. commercials. It's um, the uh, music, the the bumper music that used to play on VH1 and MTV all the time mm. was all this Daft Punk album. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, like in between like I Love the 70s, like when it'd be like, boom. But coming up next, wow. it was all like Daft Punk music, and I never mm. would realize it. Um, also, the Kanye West um, sure. sample of Harder, uh, Faster, Stronger mm-hmm. was on this record, and I did not know that that was a Daft Punk sample. Yeah. Thought yeah. that was a Kanye original. Who yeah, knew? yeah. So, um, yeah. Also, the one that um, is, uh, was the song I thought was on here, on here? Yeah, it celebrates on there, right? It's the first song, right? No. One more time. One more time. Right. One more time. That, the big single. Um, <laughs> it's like the one I was really familiar. Song. That's the only Daft Punk song I, like I knew yeah. before. Um, Get lucky. Get lucky like, yeah. came out, but um, that song was always played when you were roller skating at the skate end oh. when I was a child. Yeah. One more time. They're like, yeah. You're like we're gonna close up pretty soon. Happy birthday to Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean that was the that was yeah, that was the going to commercial for like uh the Super Bowl, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. It's just like yeah, that yeah. that um It's all this music it's is so good. Is, it's such a great record. A lot of this music was end up being used for like kind of advertising purposes yeah. and things like that. And it was mm-hmm. and it ended up being sampled heavily in the pop music that came after it. Mm-hmm. Um so I thought that was like really, really quite interesting. I was like, Oh, this record was mm-hmm. like influential on not only the fact that you know it was a popular record but artists after that took it and then chopped up mm-hmm. the chop up which yeah, is like yeah. it's doubly chopped now and in, in a lot mm-hmm. of people's you know work very yeah. interesting record yeah and this is uh this is um there's only a couple vocalists featured uh daft punk themselves are doing like vocoder type yeah. of robot vocals on i think only two songs they have an artist named Romanthony who plays who uh sings one more time the opener and then the closer which is called too long and todd edwards who's another dj artist singer um is on face to face which i think is the second last track so it's a lot of like instrumental instrumental music with chopped up soul disco type of samples as like the hooks um Hi, some high high moments in my opinion uh aerodynamic which is a song that's kind of like if bach and van halen were to meet because there's that break where bach it's all halen. like and it's like the tone of the keyboard makes it sound like it's tap guitars yeah. um the song digital love has this like super tramp style keyboard thing and then it's like the most sick keyboard solo of all time it's like the crate. It used to be my ringtone in college. Back when, <laughs> nice. back when you had to like go onto a website and like put in a credit card for fifty cents. Yeah. To get a that was my that ringtone. was my ringtone is when the thing drops and like goes like subterranean on the keyboard solo. Um, and my personal favorite song, like we were talking off air of like maybe coming up with a list of top ten desert island songs one of these days. And uh, something about us is the low key vibe mm-hmm. song that is like. It sounds kind of like a notorious B.I.G. track, like a Nate Dogg track. It, it's Daft Punk on the vocoder vocals. Um, one of my favorite songs of all time. And uh, Short Circuit, which is like a crazy, super retro, like kind of like Rocket by by Herbie Hancock. The song that's like... Rocket. Uh, that song goes... Uh... Right, right, right. And everyone knows that. Or like Axel F. It's kind of like that. Yeah. And and that song, Short Circuit, is crazy because halfway through, it gets this like sickening, like pitch shifty thing. And then the song like degrades digitally more and more for the last like two minutes. It's like a really nuts thing, like in 2001, that they mm-hmm. could do this with digital recording technology. Um, computers in 2001 were such garbage so yeah. anything they were doing on here was just, is just yeah. like a, a miracle it came out yeah yeah so this album yeah, really like, think about it right I, I i was i was happy that we got to listen to this it's been a while since i listened to it yeah i listened to this today um hanging out swimming in a pool and i put yeah. it on and it was like it was like i, I yeah i put it on and even jj was just like 
you know what i mean and i'm just like yeah man it's yeah. like it's so good i think this i think i you had a cd didn't you have like a cd booklet or a case or something that you had found uh at your parents house or something and i think you let me borrow this cd Oh, I don't think I've ever had the CD of this. Which one was it? You gave me a Daft Punk CD at that one point. That was the the album called uh, Random Access Memories, oh, which is okay, the okay. which is the Get Lucky record from. Oh, 2013, right, right, right. Maybe, yes, okay. Like that. Yes, now I remember. Okay, but Daft Punk, um, the robots self imploded and did a. Yeah, right. they are no longer. I guess. Oh, you know what? They though? were just maybe learning they'll be to back. love. I was just. <laughs> I think. To love. Wow. This is what I think. I think they got like stupid. They were working actively. I think they just wanted to take a break. And anytime you take a break, you just be like, "We're gonna go on a hiatus." Because when you do yeah. that, when you pop back up the next time, the pops so much bigger. Because you're like, "They yeah. broke up." It's not like they're like, "Well, they just uh, they weren't working right now. Things have been quiet, and then people yeah. forget about you." But if we'll you see. broke up, yeah. It's a little bit bigger when you pop back out. Yeah, yeah. The, the two members, um, Gima and Toma, they're uh, they're right about like forty seven, forty eight years old. So there's plenty of time to come back and still young enough to take some acid and or ecstasy. And yeah, right. Hang out. Go back to the club at a, at a pool in Paris and yeah, do yeah. Smalley. Um, Get you test strips. Yeah. yeah. So the next album yes, I yes, want we to... don't not condone drug use on <laughs> no. this podcast. The next one that I wanted to talk about was. Um, the album Feed the Animals by an artist named Girl Talk. This came out in 2008. Girl Talk is uh, a guy who is a DJ. He was like a mashup expert. He had this album that came out in like maybe 2006 called Night Ripper that got a bunch of like, uh, in, you know, all the music magazines was writing, were writing about it and all this stuff. And then he released Feed the Animals, which was, it's basically like the ultimate version of a mega mix, which is like what DJs make, where it's like you're, you're, putting in samples and every like 30 seconds you're changing something and he preemptively hired lawyers because he argued under fair use that he could use all these samples if you look at the credits for feed the animals it's like 40 samples on every song because every thir under 30 seconds he changes the drum beat the vocals and like the bulk of the music is constantly shifting and changing through all genres of American or world, I guess, music around the world. Yeah. Um, so it's like dirty South hip hop over classic rock drums over like a Britney Spears instrumental. It's like, cra it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's crazy. It is so it's, bonkers. I'll, I, I'll link the, crazy. I'll, I'll put it in the description box and it's the, uh, the fandom, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, link. my uh, it's crazy. Oh yeah, it's the, so crazy. You that link? We're gonna post a link that shows every single sample and yeah. all the songs. Yeah, you gotta scroll out a little bit, but yeah, it shows every single song, and it's ridiculous, man. It is absolutely ridiculous. Did mm. this um record get sued at all uh, by any? Was I think everybody they, cool. I think they did have to, you know, do legal action. But as far as I know, he wasn't like. Got it away was, with it. Yeah, because like he used it's it's like if you know the production style of the of public enemies bomb squad it's like so many layers of things and it's constantly shifting through the samples that's like you're not just yeah. like playing something for two and a half minutes if you look at the credits it's every 18 to 30 seconds it's shifting right. and everyone's getting paid too, yeah but so let, let me really let me matter. just do this yeah, too, just to give know. you a quick example let me just i'll pull i'll pull rabbits out yeah. of a hat just to tell you like in terms of to get you in a sort of an idea you have songs from twisted sister you have songs from ludicrous you have songs from Rage Against the Machine, Sinead O'Connor, Joe Budden, Khalees, Rare Earth, um, uh, Procol Harum, when oh. they do a whiter shade of pale, uh, the band, uh, oh, Young yeah, Jock, Salt and Pepper, when they, when they pull up on the chorus. Fergie, yeah. Kenny Loggins, uh, Beyonce, Yo, how uh, about Phil this? Collins, The Police, The Cure. There, there's a moment on productions. Some, some of my favorite moments. There's <laughs> one, one. There's one part where Busta Rhymes. Um, I think it's Wuha got you on check is over the intro of the police's every little thing she does is magic. Yeah, there's a part where um, Mary J. Blige's real love is over the umbrella drums and the guess who's these eyes piano. <laughs> there's a time where Jay Z's Rock Boys plays over the guitar solo of Paranoid Android by Radiohead. There's um, there's a time when uh, Let Me Clear My Throat by DJ Cool plays over Come On Eileen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm, I can't express how, like, in college, someone would say, 
what music do we want to play for before we go out? And I would just play this hour long thing or how many parties I've been to. And someone says, well, you know, man, if you want to pick the music, like you be my guest. And I just go, yeah, let me pull up, feed the animals, start at the beginning. And every 30 seconds, the room is going to go, holy shit, what the yeah. fuck is happening? <laughs> right, right, right. Because it's just like, it is it and it's an and it, there's no stop. It just goes. Yeah, if goes, wedding goes, DJs goes. ever get a oh fucking hint that this record exists, it's over for what yeah. wedding de- you. If you I, all you just have to do is hit play and walk away. That's and you got like an hour of the. Yeah. Of, you got an hour long dope part. I've, I've, I've been listening to this album. I listened to this multiple times a year for the last close to fifteen years. There's still forty times in this hour that my head almost explodes because I'm just like, how is this happening right now? Yeah. How is this? Like, it shouldn't make sense on paper. And then you hear it. Like I was saying to him, like, it's like one of my favorite uh, pieces of music ever is like the breakdown in um, Hearts Magic Man, the synth <laughs> breakdown, like the, <laughs> da, 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 da. yeah, <laughs> it like climbs up. Um, they have like a rapper that like is rapping yeah. on every, like every, every beat that breaks. Yeah. It's like, dum, 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 dum. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck like how would it's it it doesn't make any sense and it works perfectly so this is like what you think of mashup like this is one of my one of my favorites which is uh acbgs which is bgs over (laughs) over back in black (laughs) this is like taking that and making this is the mona lisa of mashups this is like a new style of art form it's like just call it a mashup is like you have to I would call this more of like a pop music sound collage or something it's like yeah. it's like it's like a patchwork quilt of music history it's a crazy and if you like I did listen to the DJ AM Travis Barker stuff that mm. was released um like around this time too um this is a way better version of that so mm. I I like mashups were very popular when I was in high school yeah. you were in college mm. um and I didn't I never this record like never mm. got around to like my friend group but this would have been the one everybody would have listened to this. This would have been amazing. I can't believe yeah. like this didn't apparently got passed around in like the college circle. Yeah, yeah. But it never made it down. Like it, this was yeah. like a This guy fun. girl girl talk was like playing college house parties in yeah. the late two thousands or playing at venues like Mark Rebier, like playing a, a eight hundred person venues yeah. of just like packed, sweaty, just like grimy. We're listening to like this what he does it's yeah masterful um one of my the highlights for me on this record is uh is sort of a of a clashing of worlds you might say <laughs> mine and luke's um the raekwon verse from wu-tang Kran's uh cream over uh hold your head up by argent <laughs> yeah, and yeah. before we started recording this podcast jeff and i were sitting here being like yeah who is that was that Listen, van halen no, let me, that, who is let me say who, this. what's that from and of course <laughs> How naive <laughs> we have an Argent expert in the building. Sorry, have, he calls himself Sergeant, Sergeant Argent. Argent. <laughs> I have like seven Argent Eddie's, records. Eddie soldiers. And Jeff was looking through my shelves one day, and it's of course like right in the front A's. And he's like, "Why do you have so many Argent? Records? Who needs seventeen Argent albums? <laughs> who the hell would eat twenty-three bag lunches?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'll tell you who." The zombies only the made two Sasquatch. albums, and I was impatient, and I wanted more, but there's nothing there. No. Yeah, well. So no dig another one no diggity yeah. over the skittery electronic drums of 15 step by Radiohead <laughs> like it's crazy I forget it's crazy what's playing underneath it's so good. but um whatever was the uh, come on ride the train the come oh, on yeah. ride the train yeah. I forgot what was underneath yeah. it but it was so inappropriate to yeah. be underneath it and I was like hell yeah yeah man there's just yeah there's so many great so many highlights. Check it out. And, yeah, check it and, out. Listen, and, to, you gotta listen. Like to it. I listen to it so much from the top, which I I should change up my style because I know like the front half of this record, like it memorized. Yeah, it works. You can just start on any track and just put it on. You know the repeat the album yeah. thing. Like I need to start starting it on like two thirds through. because yeah. it it it's a dance party mix. It never stops. Like yeah. it's seamless. Anyway. Two, Give it a listen. Two Check things. it out. And the third one to talk about, um, the album Body Talk by Robin, which was um, like a full album version of three EPs she had released that year in 2010, um, Body Talk Volume 1, 2, and 3. And this is like the – she she leaves off like the acoustic versions that were on a couple of those EPs, and it's 
I don't know, 16, 18 tracks. Um, again, 15. dance albums we see, the, the kind of time stamp that we look for for dance albums is like exactly an hour. Whereas for other rock album stuff, we like 42 minutes is like what you want. Um, but dance music, you want to be in the world and you want to really yeah. get the groove on. Um, this Robin album is like European synth pop. It is... It's like millennial music. It's yeah. it's dance music from people who grew up on boy bands and Britney Spears, and she's Swedish. So like the pop production of those artists by like Max Martin, who's a Swedish producer, um, big hits off this album. Call your girlfriend, huge hit. Um, on the full album, it's like very synthy. It's the radio mix. I enjoy the EP version a little bit more. It kind of is a little bit more like early Nine Inch Nails style, like a little grimier. Um, and then the other big album, big. Oh no, that's a uh, dance on my own. I misspoke. The other song, the other big hit was "Call Your Girlfriend," which is my personal favorite on this album. Um, I I've been listening to these albums all week. "Call Your Girlfriend," I put on at the gym yesterday. I listened to it like nine <laughs> nine times in a row. I repeat because I'm just like I fucking love this song. Um, Snoop Dogg's featured on it on a song, and this was like Snoop Dogg right when he started doing like shit with Katy Perry and kind of doing the singing thing. Yeah. Um, and it works. And this is a badass, great pop album, great dance album. Yeah. It's all everything is dancey. So it's a uh, very ABBA adjacent. Yeah, Sweden. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For me, it. Uh, you know, uh, shout out to my cousin Eddie. Uh, I have a cousin Eddie who used to live here in the states, uh, and he had a 1985 Porsche 944. And I feel <laughs> like this is an appropriate album yeah. to listen to in a Porsche 944. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just has that sort of like Euro -y yeah, yeah. thing about it where it's like, oh, yeah, it's a it's a late night yep. and you're driving on your Porsche 9, 1985 yeah. Porsche 944, you know? I like how you said, too, it's got like the, um, it's like dance music that was made from people who grew up with like um, the Backstreet Boys and mm -hmm. NSYNC. It definitely has like a Spice Girls. It's got right. all, Spiced, exactly. It's got yep. all that like energy in it. Um, yep. It's also got, like for the time too like we talked about the Beyonce album mm -hmm. and um uh Muna album a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago that had um very strong um mm -hmm. you know LGBT um uh, stuff yeah. in it content yep. this album mm -hmm. is very effacing in that way and kind of broke through um mm -hmm. more in Europe than the United States I'd say yeah. but um it has that in it, and it's definitely the predecessor to definitely that Muna album yeah. that we just reviewed mm. a couple weeks ago mm. out on Sub Pop. Check it out. Yep. Um, it, it sounds like that, like the child of those. This mm. record, um, it has a lot of really – it's of the pop music at the time. Yeah. It's got way more content than yeah. um, a lot of the stuff that was being made. And it definitely has – it's so – like Mike said, it's so European. It's like – that yeah, yeah. it's almost like yeah. you it's it sounds very american but at the same time you can the sensibility of it is you know it's european mm -hmm. dance music as yeah. opposed to american dance music because american dance music is more like mm, yeah i want to say not as more focused on like a gro like a groove like the then uh, the melodies then and this is right. more focused yeah. on like the high like the yeah, yeah. where all I the like arpeggiating since yeah, americans exactly. are like yeah. like want really heavy because this know. is the same time where this was like pop european dance music and this was like the high times of american dubstep i say that because yes we're talking dance music listen to real dubstep music it's not skrillex it, it's its own yeah. thing you know skrillex and all that stuff's cool but 2010 this is like the height of Skrillex and the yeah. the bro step, the aggressive yeah. metal influenced techno yeah. stuff, and this is like, I'm at a I'm at a club and I don't care that my boyfriend's not talking to me or texting me back. I'm just gonna dance all night kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, we are down the disco tech. And truly, <laughs> where you see that the bro culture um, dubstep fad. Yeah is really um really flavored out so yeah, fast short lived yeah. it was yeah. such a small ball yeah. and then this being released in that time period has only grown and flowered out other mm. projects and other artists yeah. are still being influenced and um yeah. people are still like listening to this 
um very that was a, a very interesting thing because culturally mm. um dubstep died out faster than disco ever yeah. would and people yeah. were very into it and mm. then like the next week people were like i was mm. not into it i was never into it yeah. No, yeah, and this album either. this in the latest rolling stone 500 albums i think it's like in the top it 200 the top it's like 185 or something yeah. oh maybe it was was it the greatest songs or greatest albums because we did it and we talked oh about you're right it. it is in the top 20 albums because uh, we talked yeah. about it and this was me and yours introduction to robin because we were like who is this? oh we yeah didn't yeah even yeah know who it was, was. No, it top was it? 20 no i don't think yes. it was this record was it this record um it would of, have been this record it was yeah. either this is the big it record. was either the record or the song dancing on my own was in that's the what it is top dancing 20. on my own song, was right. on in top 20 of yeah. like yeah. uh some of kind songs of, of all time yes yeah and the album i think is like in the 160s, 160s uh -huh. or something. all right but yes because right. me and you were like yeah. robin yeah. and right. then we were like just dancing like you know who robin is yeah which again i misspoke but dancing on my own has the single mix which is all those shiny high pit high arpeggios i like the grimier kind of version mm. but yeah so that's dance music that's that's some dance music of the 20th century 21st century that's like big yeah. seminal poppy you know well, like culturally i, I think stuff. what jeff laid on the table here is three albums um from the past like 20 years mm -hmm. that lay out what's happening now in dance music because yeah. this is the year of dance music it's going to keep coming i think mm -hmm. um culturally i think pop artists are going to be more in the dance realm you can yeah. see it happening all the articles being yeah. written about um the drake and beyonce albums mm -hmm. um all favor that and we see we see how that happens you know coincidence correlation who knows but like the disco and dance music of let's say 1975 to 1981 what preceded that directly vietnam war mm. america kind of the nixon era a lot of fucking america was crazy civil rights movement etc now we have 2020s recession in 2008 donald trump covid you know like so we're yeah. coming out of this decade of we were in, a, uh, in a america and, war. yeah right of afghanistan and iraq wars right yeah. so so it's time yeah. to party man <laughs> <laughs> fucking turn up well you have it i mean we don't let's end the let's, let's end the podcast now yeah. we're 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 yeah. we're off we're out on time anyway but hey man it's, it's time true. to party it's like, my, <laughs> it's like my fucking girl lizzo said man it's about damn time yeah, it's about damn time anyway uh as we sign off <laughs> thank you for listening thank you that thank you for for joining us on this ride don't again don't forget to like and subscribe and comment and share the podcast with your friends and family and everybody uh who might enjoy this podcast because we love making it and uh we know that the fact that you guys watch and listen and stuff we appreciate you so please make sure to share it because we appreciate you so get your ass off the wall get your ass off the wall it's time to party we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>